I don't know. Um, we can just do go standard. I haven't done a standard one in a while. <clears throat> this is the Rockaroo. Did you see the, the dude um, in Sunday's game, last Sunday, Rockies Cubs in uh, at Sloan Park there in Arizona, dude in the burn just gets P-lunked in the head by a Tom Murphy bomb in the top of the eighth. Did you catch that? I, I did not. I... I uh... I did not see that at all, but I think I was watching highlights or something, and uh, it showed a replay of it, and it's hard for me to tell what was going on there, but that's uh, that's pretty hilarious. Uh, is that, did you, are you all set up over there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just ironically enough, the uh, everyone was chilled out here. My three doggies were all chilled out. And then, of course, we, we start recording and they freak out all of a sudden. Other than that, everything's set and ready to rock. Aru. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. So, so uh, basically, right after we were done podcasting, I, I popped the, that game on, and I think they showed a replay of the dude getting plunked by the Tom Murphy, Tom Murphy <laughs> ball. And I was like, what, what are, why are they re-showing this? And then I like had to watch closer. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. Yeah, uh, it's but it's like you know, dude, you're sitting out there. You pay attention, buddy. Like, come on, man. You, you can't just chill back back there. And the it's not like he was sitting twenty feet up. He was like right next to the fence. Yeah, man. Head on a swivel. Gotta <laughs> yeah. Gotta know what's going on there. Which uh, that's a funny thing you bring that up because I was watching a little Rocky's Isotopes. Today, March 25th, uh, they played a little exhibition game there in Albuquerque. And Vince Fernandez hit this bomb of a home run in the right field. And there were these three police officers that were walking on this little sidewalk thing. And the ball hit maybe like five feet in front of them. And they all kind of stopped and like looked around. And it's like, gentlemen, you are <laughs> officers of the law. And I literally thought that you need to be having your head on a swivel at all times. It's not like they were off duty. They were wearing their uniform. You're at a baseball game in the outfield. Vince Fernandez is up. You know he's got top shelf power. Yeah, do your homework. But, I mean, like, if this were ESPN and it was a football show, that would definitely be a come on, two come on mans there. (laughs) Hey, watch out. We don't want to get sued by that guy. And his, come on, man's. Is that copywritten? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get Brendan on that. Uh, if you <laughs> if you missed the last episode, we introduced our our uh, intern. Our, the Rockaroo has an intern for season two here. His name is Brendan. 
Yes. Ready to to do all the research, hand us our sticky notes, keep us on point. So excited about that. Speaking of which, did uh, Brendan uh, go over since we started talking about uh, Murphy, Tom Murphy hitting a little uh, blooper on some dude's head? Did you see the news about good old uh, T Murph? I didn't see it, but it was reported during uh, the game today. So I do, I am aware. I guess uh, technically I did see it. I saw it and also heard about it at the same time. So I don't know how we describe that, but yes. Oh, you saw and heard. I like it. Well, Jenny anyway, I guess dropping that news. Oh, good. At least one of the, one of the good ones <laughs> keeping us updated. I, uh, I guess really I kind of wanted to go into that. Ultimately, what it comes down to is the Rockies, for the most part, uh, have finalized their uh, roster, I would say. Part of that was the casualty of Tom Murphy being put on waivers. He probably, he may clear waivers. They may try to trade him before he clears waivers, uh, before they absolutely have to finalize the roster, but uh, there's some other moves that the Rockies made. I don't know if you wait <laughs> heard about that as well, but uh, wait. So you think Tom 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 Murphy is on waivers right now? Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been claimed by anyone. Wait, has he? Is that updated news from this afternoon? I was just uh, talking about him being placed on waivers. No, he was claimed. Maybe. Oh, this is a oh, no. perfect opportunity. Breaking news to me. Oh, damn. Yeah, he was claimed today. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity to play the guessing game. All right. Who claimed Tom Murphy? Uh, I'm going to go with a team in need of a catcher. And I'm going to say the Washington Nationals. No. It's a West Coast hmm. team. Oh, well, it's probably the stupid Giants then. Yeah, you nailed it. Two guesses. Damn it. That ain't bad. No, that's uh, I'm pretty proud of myself. I'll take take two. Damn, that that hurts. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know. a little bit. It depends I, on what you're feeling on Murphy is. Right. I like Murphy. I, obviously, he, he was a victim of consistency, but... Um, or lack thereof. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, depending on, he was consistently not consistent. If that makes sense. (laughs) I'd rather have him. I mean, I don't know. Do they still have Hundley over there? (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. I, I think I read some other news about the giants signing some other catcher too. So, I mean, Buster Posey is, uh, over there still, but I don't think they want him catching anymore. And they drafted that one dude, Joey Bart, yeah. like second overall. Yeah, but he'll be a little ways away. So I don't know, Giants. Who who knows what they're doing over there? Yeah, yeah. I think Hunley actually plays for like the Orioles or something. I don't know. But okay, so bummer for bummer or good. I I don't know. I think Tom Murphy was more a victim of his lack of uh, defense. Good. Yeah, lack of good defense or decent, at least decent defense. Because I think you could probably put the inconsistencies or give him the opportunity to learn on the offensive side uh, of the ball. But if he can't get it done defensively, you can't put him in there. Yeah, pretty much. 
So that was one one uh, Rocky departed. Is there another? Yes, there was another one. This one was uh, in a trade. And uh, he made the uh, Rocket Roo podcast last week when we were talking about trying to give him a shot instead of uh, <laughs> signing some veteran schlop. But uh, our, our man Talkman gets traded to the Evil Empire, as some people uh, refer to it, the New York Yankees, who are now apparently the Rockies of the East. The Rockies of the East. Yeah. Uh, LeMahieu, Tulowitzki, Adovino. Talkman now. So, anyways, uh, he goes to the Yankees, and the the Rockies get a young. I guess he profiles as a as a bullpen guy, a young bullpen guy, by the name of Philip Deal. Philip Deal. Let's hope he can deal for the Rockies. You know what I'm saying? Nice, 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 nice. Yes, yes. that's guy guy who's way too excited about a pun Uh, that was good that's good so uh would you like to know i can give you a little bio on deal if uh if you're not familiar with him but he was drafted by the new york yankees rockies of the east in 2016 uh, he was immediately assigned to the rookie ball club of the Pulaski Yankees in 2016, where he uh, pitched, uh, let's see, he ended up pitching one game for the uh, Pulaski Yankees, and he had a zero ERA and uh, two innings pitched, and uh, 143 batting average against with a .5 whip. Not bad. Not bad. So then uh, he spent some time there, and then on September of 16, he was uh, moved up to the Stanton Island Yankees, which uh, he pitched, let's see, for them he pitched 14 games with a 256 ERA and a... Uh, 197 batting average against and a 107 or no 0.92 whip. So pretty good, pretty good for uh, you know rookie ball. And then uh, I guess short A would be the uh, the Staten Island Yankees. So from there in 2017, he uh, went on to the Charleston River Dogs, uh, pitched there all of 17, and then in 18 he uh, was reassigned to the Trenton Thunder. So those are both uh, A-level balls. So that would be your short and your, and your advanced level A ball. Uh, from there, he went on to the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. And that's where he spent 2018 with the Rail Riders. His uh, total career stats in the minor leagues was uh, basically 82 games, and he's got a uh, 276 ERA with a 1 whip, and or 1.08 whip, and a 218 batting average against. So, I don't know, maybe there's something good there, but uh, really he just has the uh, single A experience so far, and he uh, got traded to the Rockies and was immediately assigned to the triple A Albuquerque Isotopes. 
And that's what we got for Talkman. Uh, he's a lefty too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Throws he bats left and throws left. He's a six two, one eighty pound kid, and he's twenty four. So born in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And if you were wondering, went to school at Louisiana Tech. So uh, mm. I don't know. Like, what what do you think? Good, bad, indifferent. The the Talkman for deal or the trade in general. Uh, yes, the trade in general. I just, I still feel like, in fact, uh, it's funny because I think literally Phantom and I were talking about the difference between Talkman and Tapia probably, probably while the deal was being made on Sunday morning. And, um, we were talking about how Phantom is, uh, he was a, a special guest last season if no one is familiar uh go back and listen to that episode great episode season one um yes but we were talking about the difference between the two and how really talcman profiles better as that fourth outfield outfielder because he's older um even talked about you know maybe he's already given up the dream of of being a everyday everyday big leaguer and he's fine with being a fourth outfielder Whereas Tapia still is could compete for a everyday role on another team, so I mean I don't know, yeah. I, and and I like I mean Talkman hit what well, twenty home runs in in the Triple A last season, some something around there. So he does have power, uh, you know, never really showed in his. Uh, cup of coffee in the bigs that doesn't mean right. it won't but talpi is definitely not a power guy and again i go back i'm a, a traditionalist when it comes to the national league bench like you're gonna want a guy with a little bit of pop and pinch hitting situations so honestly i would have preferred it to have been tapia um also i'd like to see tapia get a everyday chance somewhere else too um just the human element there. But I think the Talkman for this deal, I think it, it seems legit. I mean, a young guy, cause Talkman's what? 27, 28, something around yeah. there. So to get a 24 year old lefty, uh, cause, cause, um, organizations, they, they love their lefties. So yeah. And deal was in, uh, the Yankees big league camp this spring. So yes, he you was, know, so I, I, it seems like a, a good deal to me knowing what I know. Yeah, I actually like it as well. And, um, I mean, I like Talkman as well and he probably profiles well as a, uh, you know, that backup outfielder. I was looking at the, like just the overall needs and it really makes sense because the Rockies are pretty deep at outfield. You're not going to send Talkman back to AAA just to sit, to see if Tapia ever pans out, you know, Tap Tapia is going to be the guy. He's going to be the backup outfielder. Cause you know, at worst, he's a, he's a great pinch running, uh, yeah. 
option, and there's a lot of good things about him. So the Rockies are pretty deep there on the developed outfielders. And when I was looking at the Rockies of the East, <laughs> they're they're hurting on the outfield. I mean, they got Giancarlo Stanton and Judge, and one of those two dudes typically DHs, and then Gardner. And the, like Aaron Hicks is out on injury, and that's it. So they need an outfielder. So I think it was a it was a nice match for for the uh, Rockies, and getting a guy like Deal, I think, could really pay pay off in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when most of your well, you know, your two main lefties in your bullpen right now are McGee and Dunn, and they're both. Um, Older, you know, Dunn is on the last season of his contract. McGee has right. a couple more years, but they are older. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's what do the, they always say? The best trades are the trades that benefit both clubs. I and the way you you lay it out, it sounds like Talkman could make the twenty five man roster. Oh yeah, he definitely will. I mean, he will be he will start as their their. I guess fifth outfielder or fourth outfielder, but yeah, I think he almost certainly will. That's awesome. They've got, yeah, they've got guys over there like Clint Frazier and, and some other real prospects, but they don't feel like they're developed enough. And Talkman actually, he is, I mean, you don't, he doesn't need more time in AAA. It's like right now it's his time to show yeah. at the major league level, either show or see, uh, you know, and that's where he's at. And I think that, That'll work nice for him, and it'll be good to have him on a team that you know rarely plays the Rockies. And man, I like a whole bunch of Rockies over there. It's going to be weird. It is. They, I think they have a couple other guys too that you didn't mention that are more of. I wanted to say Pounders, but I actually saw Pounders hardly newer is playing for Cleveland. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it that it's a it's a funny it's a funny thing they got going there in New York City. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. And Lemayhu, like, it, he's not even going to be in their starting lineup. What? That's, that's so crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, where where is he going to play? Because Tulowitzki locked down the shortstop job. Didi Gregorius is on the injured list. Torres is definitely going to be playing second. And then you have Vogt or Voigt, whoever is going to be playing first. And Duhar is going to be playing third. Where's DJ going to play? That's weird. First base. He'll play first base, I guess. Well, he'll fill in for second. And he'll he'll get a lot of at-bats, I suspect, or a lot of games. But he's not like their... You wouldn't project. I'll bet he's not in the starting lineup for opening day for the Yankees. So did Ulowitzki have a good spring then? Yeah. And he's going to be their opening day guy, huh? Yeah, he's their opening shortstop. That's his dream, right? That's been his dream. What number is he wearing? Do you know? No, I don't know. I could look it up, but... Um, hey, I want to I want to bring something up. We don't have to talk about. It. Really, I don't really even want to talk about it. But uh, there's an old Rockaroo episode. Uh, in fact, it's called the Young Ulowitzki episode eight from season one. And we were talking about announcers and stuff, and we were really ripping on some guys. And then, you know, we said, "Oh, well, what announcers do we like?" And we went into some guys we liked, and we both agreed we liked John Smoltz. 
Um, but I've learned, I've since learned some things about John Smoltz that makes me not like him much anymore. Uh, don't want to get into it too deep, but reasons similar to, uh, Daniel Murphy. So I'll let the listener do their own research on that. And, um, (laughs) some of you probably know it's kind of an old, it's old stuff that I had never heard before, but, uh, just wanted to clear some air there on that front. Okay. So you're on the record as far as his ability to announce a game. Uh, you're, you're maybe jaded now, but, Oh, uh, I'm definitely jaded. Yes. Okay. Okay. So on, that's on record. It's recorded. Stamp it down. Moving on. (laughs) So, um, the other, the other big announcement, uh, the roster announcement, I think, uh, was a long time coming. It's weird that it took this long, but, uh, of course, our main man, One Dot, was officially announced as the opening day starter for our and your Colorado Rockies. So what do you think of that? I don't know. It's like I saw that today, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, was, was there a question that he wouldn't be? Like, I know it's like no, this big no. formality thing. And well, I guess it is his first, right? Cause Johnny was last year. Yeah. So I guess it's a big deal for him. And, but I think for most Rockies fans, it's like, okay, whatever. It's like a formality thing. It seems. So I wasn't, I wasn't pumped cause I was expecting it. Okay. Well, there, there it goes. Expectations. It shows you what, what they can do to you. So keep that in mind when you, when you have yourself, uh, down with some expectations, whether that's for a movie or whether it's going to be uh, one dot starting the season for your Colorado Rockies on Thursday. That's right, Thursday in Miami, Miami. But I am excited about it. I hope. I think I felt. I feel like I ruined your. I just took all the steam out of your sails, if that's the term. Um, but no, I, I think am, it's wind, wind out of sails. Yeah. Or steam out of the engine. There's a steam one, yeah, right? Steam. Yeah. Steam out of the okay. engine, I think is, yeah. I think I'm going to carry on with the rest of my life saying the steam, steam out of your sails. <laughs> Just combine. <laughs> hey, them. I think that makes sense in certain, uh, situations, I'm sure. So, all right. Well, well, let, let, let me, let me get into this since it's, it's there. It's laying on the table for me where I'm sitting, standing, watching games, listening to games. It's like, it's, I'm obviously excited to watch some Rockies baseball, but at that same time, it's work time. It's time to win some baseball games in April, in May. So you don't get into a 163 game situation. So, um, for me, it's a little more serious than, oh, the baseball season's starting. Like, yes, that's great. Opening day. It's like, all right, this is when it starts, folks. No mercy. I don't, you know, I'm talking like the the the, the pageantry of opening day and all that stuff is cool. It's not as cool when you're in freaking Miami, though, when there's five people in the stadium. I don't know. It'll, yeah. it'll probably be get it together. Miami. Yeah, it'll probably be packed opening day, but it's not like an opening day at Coors field or like a storied franchise, like the Cincinnati or St. Louis, whatever. Like, I feel like 
watching those games, it, it has more of a vibe. Like last year, the Cubs played in Miami, and it just seemed weird. Though Ian Happ did go yard on first pitch, which was fucking, <laughs> I mean, not a Cubs fan. Want to make that clear? Not a yeah. Cubs fan, but just as a baseball fan, that was cool. That is cool. You're up, Charlie. Yeah. And now he's assigned to the um, minor leagues. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Happ did not make that roster. So I guess with that being said, you're talking about business. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Rockies opening day roster. Is it set officially? As in, do I think it is? Yeah. Let me just let me just run it run yeah. it down for you. Yeah. Let, let me think. Just tell me what you think. Okay. So catchers, we're gonna go Ionetta Walters. That's pro, that's set, right? They put Murphy on the waiver. Yeah, Murphy's gone. Well, he got yeah, he's gone. Okay, infielders. Uh, you got Ian Desmond. Technically speaking, is he still are, listed um, as an infielder? Yeah, he's listed as an infielder. So. You got him. Uh, he's listed as an infielder. Ryan the McMahon. Uh, Garrett Hampson. Uh, D. Murph the Rainbow Hater. Oh, boy. The Thief. Bomnado. Arenado. And our man Pink. Trevor Story. So those are our infielders. Outfield is then going to consist of Charlie Blackman. Ramil Tapia. Noel Cuevas and David Dahl. Okay. So the only real question no. there, I guess, is. Oh, I'm sorry. What? No. What? I interrupted like an a hole. Forget it. Was it? Was. Okay. Well, are you or reading? Was, are. Because I don't. Like, Cuevas definitely is not going to be on the roster. Is that what you were leading this all to to talk about that? Yes. Okay. So. Okay. I'm I'm just going by the Ross the active What's roster up right, right now. now. Okay, gotcha. Yes, and it's not official yet. They haven't officially right. set it up, but we'll talk about some nuances gotcha. about it. Um, so okay, our starting rotation. I'm just going to go with what I think it's going to be. Nothing's the only official thing is obviously that uh, Kyle Freeland one dot is going to start us off. Obvious. Marquez is probably obvious number two. Anderson three. Gray is going to be our fourth, and then I think Bettis is going to be our fifth. So we can talk about this. Antonio Sensatella, I think, is still going to be on the roster. Uh, Whether he starts the season on the injured list or not is a different question. We can talk about that injury later. I think it's quite ridiculous, but... um, but he's he would be you know the guy that was fighting for that fifth spot. I think even if he's healthy, Bettis still gets that. Bettis looked pretty good. He's got the he's the veteran. You know I like him there in that fifth spot. Our other pitchers, our closer, probably Wade Davis. Okay, definitely Wade Davis. <laughs> our setup man is is probably going to be Oberg. That's what I think. And then our next big guys are going to be O, McGee. Shaw. That those are kind of the big. Oh, and Don, I guess you'd consider those are kind of the big guns. And then, of course, we're gonna have the long relief slash spot starters, if you will, uh, Jeff Hoffman, uh, Chris Russin, and then to fill it out, we're gonna get Musgrave probably. DJ Johnson, I'm almost certain of, which is a nice story, and that would round out the uh, pitching staff. 
So that's, I mean, that's what's active right now, but I think that our final roster might look a little different. But opening day, it would not be unreasonable to see our, you know, our the Colorado Rockies lineup is probably going to be our, I guess, defensive positioning will be Dahl in left, uh, Desmond in center, Blackman in right, Murphy at first, McMahon at second, Story at short, of course, Arenado at third. And here's the big question. Is it Walters or Ionetta behind the plate, or does it matter? I say it's going to be Ionetta, and then we got Freeland going on the mound. So that will be, I think that's what the look is going to be going into Thursday at 310 Eastern Central Time. Sorry, 210 Mountain Time. Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't have any, I think it'll be Ionetta. Like, I mean, that's the biggest, but I, I'm sure it'll be Ionetta. Uh, right, so right now they have 28 guys on the on their active roster. Uh, I We know for a fact that Noel Cuevas will not be, will not be making the 25. He was playing for Albuquerque today, so. Um, yeah. Which is weird that it's still it's still listed on here. Uh, so then it comes down to the, your pitchers, Russin and Sensatella both. I read that they both were going to start on the injured list, which I did not know that it changed names. And apparently that oh, was yeah. last yeah. season. So used to be called the disabled list. Um, probably political reasons for why that was changed. I don't know. Um, and then. I mean, I guess the the reports I read were like it was for sure DJ Johnson was going to make the roster, and then yeah. So I guess it comes down really the I think right now the biggest question is um, well I guess if there's 28 and you subtract Russin and Sensatella that's 26 and Cuevas that's you have your 25. So with yeah, with Hoffman and uh, Musgrave, so yeah. Which is weird. I feel like with Hoffman, you would want him to, if he's not going to be your fifth starter, wouldn't you want him to be a starter in AAA? I don't know. I mean, I guess if he's the best of what they got, then 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 you put him on the twenty five man roster. But um, I don't know who's this number nine could probably go, but. And going back to talking about Talkman and Tapia, uh, Garrett Hampson was playing mm-hmm. left field today. So yeah, let's not forget he he can play a little outfield as well. Yeah, I think you're going to see Garrett Hampson playing uh, left and center this year, and as well as you're going to see Ian Desmond playing left and first base. So. Uh, I think there's a lot of versatility on the on the Rockies roster, which is a nice feature to have. I I believe. Yeah. The one the one thing that we didn't make mention that I think is probably going to happen is uh, I do think that there might be some kind of change. Maybe Hoffman is starting in Albuquerque, but I think that there's probably going to be room on the roster for a. Gentleman by the name of Mark Reynolds. Oh, oh yeah, because he was a non-roster invitee. Tricks, right. yes, he got tricks for us. Yep. 
Yeah, so I think I think you will we will see uh Reynolds make the team yeah. and, and maybe see Hoffman down in in uh triple A. I don't know for sure, but I do think that he'll probably be on there based on what we're looking at here. Yeah, that's a great Because that's point. a little heavy on the pitcher pitcher side of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but ultimately, what do you, how do you, how are you feeling about that? You're down to business. You like that business? I don't know. I I like everything other than the catching situation. Um, I mean, I, Ionetta really isn't that bad. He really isn't when it comes to, he's probably above average. I would say he's not a lead, obviously, but maybe a little bit above average. And he did, uh, gain a lot of uh credit in the book i have here um yep just checking the line yeah uh when he broke that bat over his leg in the nlds i mean that's oh yeah not only is that legit strength but just the passion too so the mental strength there so yeah other than that. that and honestly i'm a little concerned with murphy at first after seeing some stuff uh i think his his ability to pick it from throws is good, but I think his range, you know, balls actually hit to him. Uh, that worries me. Uh, but what are you going to, there's, I mean, he's, what are you going to do there? They, you know, they signed him. Yeah. So, and honestly, I was a little concerned. Saw some stuff watching a angels Rockies game on, Oh, I don't know. Last week sometime is on MLB network actually, which is funny thing. Tuesday. Yeah. Do you remember when I brought up the whole thing comparing kind of baseball, to basketball from a watching on television purpose? Yes. So it was, it was a great, great scenario for me because I didn't know the game was going to be on MLB TV, the channel, not like the thing where you have all the games, the actual MLB channel. Um, and boom, it was the day Trout signed too. So I was like, oh shit, I'll I'll tune into this Rockies Angels game. And then so I did, yeah. and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna clock how long it takes me to see a Nolan at bat and or a trout at bat. So well, trout wasn't playing at all. I learned that after about 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> but it was an <laughs> hour and three minutes until Nolan took an at bat running time. Oh, just a bum. I mean, I think he literally had just, I think he was on base and then Trevor's story grounded out right when I, I flipped to it, but so that was the maximum time frame. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like 40 minutes before Charlie Blackman. Now, obviously it was spring training and, but it was just, it was a nice little test there. So, but anyway, what, Interesting. What, yeah. what brought that all up was Desmond was playing center and there were a couple plays where it was like, they were just like routine fly balls. And I think it's just an experience thing. And, you know, he hasn't done it in two seasons, but it, I was yeah. a little concerned. There was a play at the wall that I was really hammering on him, but then I remembered it was spring training and it's like, okay, you don't want to be going up against the wall, which that's why I hate watching spring training games. Cause I'm, I'm out there like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you pulling up on that? And then you're like, oh, it's yeah. spring training, spring training. Yep. Well, uh, 
Oh, we're, wait, we're right there. Wait, there's oh. another thing. I don't. Did you get a chance to see that game, Angels Rockies? I did. Mm-hmm. Did you see did. how Charlie Blackman in right field couldn't throw out Albert Pujols running to home from yes. second? That concerned yes. me big time. Yeah, that was a little concerning. I was thinking the moment I watched that play, I was thinking, oh man. <laughs> How did we handle that guy's arm in center field for a whole season? Well, I think he didn't but, he didn't even attempt to do anything like that, so we never really saw it. Yeah. You know, and so we didn't really know. We were just like, oh, it's a single and the guy scored. But that to me was like the only only way we could like go to bat for Charlie there is like maybe he wasn't expecting it his poo holes but still man it was ugly he fielded it and let it go right away man like i i get what you're saying (laughs) but here here's it's funny that you bring that up there's a couple things that i want to talk since we're on this subject i do want to come back to sensatella's injury but uh we're on the subject so i i read an article about the top 10 defenses in major league baseball going into 2019, right? Projected top 10 defenses. And I was like, huh, I wonder where the Rockies rate on this. So I'm going through and I'm reading them all. I ended up reading all of them. Uh, and the Rockies weren't on that list. And I was Ugh. like, what? How is that possible? And then I remembered, well, the outfield is really a pretty big issue defensively for the Rockies. Like on the... Defensive side in the infield, I guess you're you're definitely comfortable with Story. You're definitely comfortable with Arenado, but on the right side, there's question marks. Yeah. I mean, not to say that uh, McMahon and Hampson can't get it done at second, and that Murphy can't get it done at first, but really, there's no evidence to prove they can or can't. So there are some potential issues defensively speaking for the Rockies coming into 2019 and that kind of opened my eyes because I just always assumed uh I've been listening to those dang guys Houston and Goodman <laughs> yeah. for so long that they just drove it into my head that the Rockies are elite defensively well the reality is even last year they really couldn't be considered an elite defensive team no, and I mean the right side. You make it. I mean McMahon has to prove himself before we can, you know, get on that train. Daniel Murphy, I again, like I, I have to. We'll have to prove himself. Um, I think Daw, I feel comfortable with Dahl. Uh, Desmond, I feel comfortable with. I, I just hope. I just. I hope it's just more of a cobweb situation there. Charlie, I think will get it, but it, it still is going to be a learning process for him, you know. Yeah, because he, every single right field in the major leagues is different. I mean, yeah, that's a great thing about baseball fields. You know, they're not the exact same everywhere you go. So that will be a thing for sure. Uh, playing the line, like going to the wall to your, you know, when you're in center, obviously you can basically run wherever you want. Whereas in right and left, you have, you know, you have an end line. So. It's a will be an alert, a learning experience for him there, and yeah, it's it, and honestly, even Ionetta and Walters aren't great defense. Even though you know we talked about how Murphy wasn't good, I I mean, it's not like Tony and Chris are that much better. I think Ionetta is on a whole better. 
uh, Tony has soft hands, but I think sometimes he, like today even, yeah, okay, it's an exhibition game, whatever, three days before the regular season starts, but there was a ball that just went right through his legs that, and then those, I swear to, I swear to everything, if there is even one catcher interference this season, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tony had some uh, pretty big pass balls in the uh, playoffs Tony last and, year. And little lot of Vino, man. Those were big uh, yeah, moments. So big moments. So um, we'll see. I, like, I think that overall, the Rockies are a better team this year, both through experience of other players uh, growing and having Dahl as a full-time player, getting McMahon as a full-time player out there. Um, no matter what you think of Murphy, offensively speaking, he's definitely, you know, pro- an upgrade to even to LeMahieu, which is basically the replacement that yeah. he's making. And so I, I do like things. It's d- defensively, it, there's going to be, they're going to have to prove some things. Not that they can't. I think they can, but they, they're going to have to prove some things. So... Anyways, that that was my uh, since you were talking about Blackman not being able to make the throw, uh, Pujols reading some balls a little. It's not like it was <laughs> Billy Hamilton. Yeah, Albert Pujols. Yeah, yeah. The it, didn't he miss last season with uh, <laughs> plantar fasciitis Pro- all year long? Probably. Which is a which is a problem with the heel tendon. So speaking of heels. Yeah, bring it. And Antonio Sensatella is going to start the season on the injured list with a infected heel blister. Ugh. So, no doubt in my mind that an infected heel blister is serious. I can definitely see where that would <laughs> could sideline you. Here's here's my bigger question. When you are in a major do you play for any major professional organization? How does it get to the point where a blister becomes infected so badly that you cannot perform? How does that happen? Well, I'm sure you read the story or maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but even from Senzatella himself, he said he should have taken care of it earlier I think uh-huh. it's a thing. He's like, I want to be this fifth starter. I don't want to tell anyone I'm injured. It's just a blister. It's not that bad. And then, you know, unless they're inspecting their players' feet every day, which I doubt they are, it, that's exactly no, what happened. So that's on Sensatella. I guess that's my point. Like, as Sensatella, like, even if it's, you know, it hurts or whatever, aren't you getting it treated? That's my whole point. Like, okay, like, are you, you're, you're so into it that you're like, ah, it's a blister. I'm not going to have them look at it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. So how does it get to the point where it's infected? That's the, like, well, it right. gets to the point um, where, it hurts, so, the same, where same it, point. it hurts so much. You can't walk and then you have to say, and they see you hobbling and limping and they say, Hey, what's going on, bud? I think that's not as unfathomable. Uh Oh, Trying to say words I can't pronounce. Unfathomable fuck. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Un, unfathomable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that's out of the question. Um, no, I, I mean, I know that it can. I guess my, just my bigger point it. is like, 
One, I'm upset about it. Two, my bigger point is like, hey, you're a pro. Like, treat that stuff. Don't let it get to the point that it's infected. The resources are there. It's just ridiculous, you know? It's like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but he's a guy trying to make a spot, you know? Yeah, but I mean, so you don't disclose a blister? I mean, why not just, I mean, to me, it's like, hey, the more minor it is, the tr- I'm going to get treatment and just well, yeah. say, hey, it's not bad enough to go, it's not bad enough to sideline me, but I'm at least going to get treatment on it and get it fixed up as quickly as possible, even if it's a freaking athlete's foot, you know? Yeah. Like, the resources are there. Where Was it on the back of the heel, like a shoe rubbing up against it, or... I guess that's yeah, my question. As so. a, how do you even get a blister as a professional athlete? I mean, I, yeah, shit happens. I'm, I get that, but. My guess, and I'll have to read into it. Just this is a guess uh, that it's probably on his plant foot when he's coming down. And, you know, Sensatella okay. is not the skinniest of dudes. Oh. So there's probably a lot of friction coming on. So you think it's on the bottom of the heel? bottom of the heel like, yeah. like the bottom yeah, side maybe yeah under like a cal- a big callus you know yeah. that's my guess yeah no that's a good either guess either way either way sensitella get it get it treated get it healed up and let's get you on the mound rocking and rolling because yeah. uh i do like i do like what i see out of sensitella yeah well now he knows and now the other guys in the organization know so it sucks that he he had to take the sword on that but Come on, Jeff. Now's your chance, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other side of it is it's maybe kind of a blessing in the in disguise because it makes the Rockies decision for that fifth starter a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they go with Bettis any, no matter anyway, what. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Well, let's, so. since we're talking roster and stuff, I how do you feel about the Pat Valeka decision? Yeah, I don't, I I don't know. Like, I honestly f- would rather have him on as a utility guy versus a guy like Mark Reynolds. Oh. I don't. So that's my. I mean, the guy can play every infield spot except first. I mean, yes, he's played first. So I, I just like him better. I also have a bias towards him, but well, and you have Hampson for that role. Whereas the Mark Reynolds is more of, he's just going to be getting one at bats and pinch hitting situations. A power at bat, but yeah. And he can play first better. Yes, he can. You're right. But if you look back, not last season, but the season before, I mean, obviously Valeka is our best pinch hitter out of the power with the power swing. He was on the right side. So I mean, what, and he proved that he's, you know, in the groove in spring. So why, I mean, I don't know. It's just a bummer to see a guy perform like that in spring who's shown big league experience and, and ability and then end up putting him on the, I don't know. Maybe they're looking to move him. That's, that's my only guess. Well, that's what I, that's what I was getting at. I would have liked to see him be traded and get a shot to be an everyday guy too. Um, you know, last year, the sophomore slump is an uphill battle, you know, uh, don't hold it against them. And then they go like, you know, spillboard and they always say it announcers always say it. And it is true, but 
You know, they need they need help from every man on the 40-man roster this season. You don't win without everyone on the 40-man roster contributing. It's like, okay, but at a certain point, I guess you don't have to take in consideration the player's career, but maybe there, maybe there needs to be some different rules with the whole sending down and and stuff like that. I don't know, but may, maybe they will end up trading him and um, because he, listen, he, no matter what, he, he probably never will be, he'll never give, be given a chance for a starting spot. You know, you have story. Now you have Nolan, you have Ryan McMahon, you have Brendan Rogers. Is he going to leapfrog any of those guys? Yeah, probably, probably not. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's the utility guy unless he goes somewhere else. So why not get something back for him, uh, instead of a situation like Tom Murphy, you know, like, Hey, get something that you need. Yeah. Can always use positions elsewhere. Go younger, give, get some development. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to develop proven commodity. If you right now, if you don't, what, I guess what good does it do Valeka or the Rockies to have him in Triple A right now? Nothing other than you're just stashing him, waiting if there's an issue with someone at the big league level, which is yeah. like, I mean, I think that the Rockies love to do that. I think too with their with their buddy like Talkman, you could probably put in that conversation. Tapia last couple seasons but, as well. But to my point, I guess then why go sign? Mark Reynolds. Well, yeah. I mean, no, you don't you, need to sign him. You make a good point. You know, like... Other than he just has the that veteran tag, you know? I still like the Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe we disagree, and it'd be good if we disagree because we agree on so many other things during the Rockaroo station identification. This is the Rockaroo. Yeah, <laughs> I... I uh, I'm still on board with the Reynolds Reynolds being being a, a bench bat for sure. Like to see Valeka move for the for not only the Rockies, but Valeka as well. Um because yeah. well I guess uh, okay, I mean, let let's yeah. go through it. If you have if you trade if you trade Valeka and then you do need some help in the middle infield, you can well you have Hampson. Right, or you can go. Yeah. So then you can bring up an outfielder or an infielder or kind of whatever. Um, same, uh, same Hilliard if he's ready. Cuevas, you know, something like right. that. Possibly a Josh Fuentes. Don't forget oh, yeah. about Fuentes. So I think they'd be safe in moving him. I don't think that. And again, maybe maybe Breedix on the phone phone as we speak right now. So. Yeah, and maybe you get something like really pretty top shelf for him. I mean, he's got some proven ability. So, JT Ramuto. Yeah, just <laughs> yes, that would be a perfect situation. Hey, did you see the these power rankings that came out today? Oh, I did. Yeah. Are you like the first ones of the season? Yeah. Are you pissed? Yeah, very much so. What the hell, man? This is ridiculous. Yeah. How should should we, for the listener who doesn't know, should we go through the top 10 or should we just say where the Rockies land? It's only the first top 20 too, which is weird. Like you only have 12 more teams. 
I guess you know. Or, yeah. Just no, you all. only have ten more teams. <laughs> Here's my biggest issue. How does like? Not that I mean, the Rockies issue is big, but how do the Astros leapfrog the Red Sox? They love the Astros, man. Man. Yeah, and I then, don't know. You got me. I, I guess, and then with everything that happened with the Nationals, they're fifth. Ridiculous. So that's, so they, I guess they just kind of give a breakdown of the top five, right? They give a breakdown. And most of them are AL teams. Yep, except the Dodgers and Nationals. Yeah. We'll just go, I'll, and then, I'll go, Astros is one. R1, Astros are one. These are power rankings from MLB.com. Astros one, Red Sox two, Yankees three, Dodgers four, Nationals five. That's the top five. Now, I guess I agree with all of those other than the Nationals. I don't, I mean, Scherzer is a, and Corbin, but you lost Harper. You know, you're, you agree those are the top five, not necessarily in that order. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, and you know, even the Dodgers, or I guess maybe I only agree with the Astros and the Red Sox because I don't know about the Yankees. I mean, why are the? Yeah, I mean, what what are the Yankees doing out there? I mean, Stop if you look at their starting, maybe you could trade Valleca <laughs> for Lemayu, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, how like? How do you rank the Yankees where they're they're at given their starting pitching rotation? Like, yeah, I don't even know. I Servino is the only starter. <laughs> Sabathia, old man, CC. Well, these are these are power rankings. So power rankings are always based on the right now, right? So yeah. Servino is injured. He's their ace. He's oh. injured. He's out of the rotation. Oh man. So, so that's just East Coast bias, right there. Right. Yeah. In our so you got. Face. Ha- J.A. Happ, which, no offense, it's not like he's bad or anything, but he's not great. Uh, so he's kind of like their main dude. Happ. All right, we have an author, Allison Footer. You're on notice. Yeah. Officially. So anyways, and then the same goes with the Dodgers, though. Kershaw's out. Hill, Rich Hill, who, whatever, that guy's not great, but he's out. So who's their starter? They're, they're going to go with, like, uh, Stripling and... Ryu. Ryu and... Oh, no, Ryu's pretty good. He's not like a lead, but he, he's you know pretty what? damn good. The problem with Ryu is every time we see, for whatever reason, he dominates the Rockies. Yeah. I don't know why, but, like... That's true, but I also... He puts it together against the Rocks. He absolutely does. Um, but I remember looking at his stat line from last year, and it seemed pretty pretty legit. But they have... I mean, Bueller is a thing, unfortunately. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, if you... If you're going with what their starting lineup is right now, and then, I mean, out of those, I guess I would agree with the Nationals more so than the Yankees and just based oh. on what they have right now. Okay. But but that's just because I think the Nationals actually got better by losing <laughs> Prima Donna, little bitch, in right field. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, but whatever. they have, what, Soto and Robles, who are the... Yep. 
All right, so that's top five. So you're thinking, if you don't haven't seen these rankings, you're thinking, oh, the Rockies are at six. They're not. You're thinking, oh, they're at seven. Nope. Eight? Nope. Then you're thinking, they're definitely, they're definitely higher than the Tampa Bay Rays, right? No. No. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. The Rockies fall. That's crazy. 12. The Rays are right ahead of them. 11. Phillies are 10. Yeah, they stacked up the roster, but they haven't proven shit. Brewers, okay. Cardinals, okay. Indians, I don't know, man. I think the Indians look so good because of their division. And then the Cubs are six. The Rockies are sandwiched between the fucking Rays and the Mets. And then the Braves, like if I were a Braves fan, I would be furious. They have the Braves at 14. Okay, so this is the other thing with that, though. Like, okay, that I get because the Braves are going to open the season with two of their starters on the disabled list as well. Oh, sorry, injury list. And that's uh, our main man. Floyd Nenowitz. Floydy! <laughs> and, yeah. And Kevin Gossman, who's their big trade acquisition. Uh, so they're going with, th- I think they're going with three, like, straight up guys that have never pitched a major league game before in their starting rotation. So now the rest of their team is, I mean, uh, offensively, it's freaking great. But uh, these should probably be higher, but I'm I'm thinking that they're probably discounting the Braves because of that reason. But also the Dodgers and Yankees should be discounted for that reason as well. And I just went through the Yankees outfield, Gardner, Judge, and Stanton, and yeah, those guys are are good, but their their depth is not all that great. And they're going to go with a Torres at second base. Uh, they do have a veteran behind them in DJ LeMahieu, but we all know what he adds. So, uh, and then a, a sophomore guy in vote at first. I mean, whatever. We everyone obviously has their own opinions on this stuff, but the Rockies have no business being below the Rays, below the Phillies, below the Cardinals, for that matter. Like, okay, the Cardinals got Goldschmidt, but still, like. Why are the Cardinals eighth on this list? Yeah. And the Indians also, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Really, even the Cubs, I mean, they still have their roster, but I mean, the Cubs shouldn't even be allowed to play in the major leagues, but whatever. No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I was disappointed with that, uh, that placement. Hopefully we get a we get a better one. This this author should be embarrassed, honestly. Like, what are you doing? And then who's editing this? And this is a legitimate this is on majorleaguebaseball.com. And then honestly, this isn't even us being like pissed off Rockies fans. This is just bad. Like the Rays, are you kidding? Like, yeah, the Rays won 90 games last season. But I was thinking when I first saw this, it's like I can name you two players on the Rays. And it took me a while to get to the second one. Tommy Pham, which I read somewhere this offseason that he's like a potential MVP candidate. Is that, did anyone else read that? (laughs) Or was I fucking a nightmare? 
He's uh pretty good. Is he MVP good? He, he really is. Uh I mean, is I he know. like worth Maybe. talking Very about possible. with Mookie and uh, Trout and I mean, who else would be in American League? Francisco Lindor? Like, is he up there? Because if so, then okay. Then I'll keep an eye out for Tommy Pham. Okay, Tommy Pham's going to steal. He's going to hit 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. Or close right, I'm to 20 writing stolen this bases down. for sure. Is this your official <laughs> statement, sir? <laughs> Yeah, he'll score probably a hundred runs. Uh, now, man, it's to say that he's in conversations with those guys. No, not on a consistent basis, but I could see him having like a career year and looking pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty legit. Well, hey, we'll get to see him sooner than later. Yep. Series number two. Right. Yeah, yeah. and and we'll get to. We'll get to see a Cy Young award winner in maybe not. He'll probably not be in the rotation, but uh, Blake Snell, that was your number one guy from the Rays, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we'll see a bunch of potential rookie of the year candidates from the Rays, which always is uh, it's exciting, but doesn't place you in the top half of power rankings i'll tell you that much it should more likely place you lower until those rookies start proving something yeah whatever and then we'll get to see we'll get to see uh their starting rotation by the way is actually not bad blake snell charlie morton and tyler glass now so they're going with three three pitchers for a rotation that's right, and then they're going to do their classic bullpen days on two of those days. So, nerds. Wait, I'm not going to say that because, because, no, strike it from the record. Because even, because even nerds know better than that. No, because uh, we did that shit with the Brewers, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't want to. Whatever, raise whatever you want to do, do it. Because the Rockies will probably say see two bullpen days from them then, if that's the case. Yeah. The uh, the Rays have potential. They do. And I could see, like, halfway through the year them being high on the list. But we're not halfway through the year. This is a start. This is power rankings. Yes. We're not talking, you know, like, put, you got to put them where they are now, right now. They have, they're going to be starting some rookies or at least young, young guys that really haven't proven themselves yet. I mean, offensively, who even plays on their team? Tommy Pham. Yeah. And then oh, a bunch, the of, bunch of other guy. guys. Um, hey, I want to get this out before the season starts. I, do it. I was thinking of holding off, but it, it would make more sense to do it before. Because it's coming, folks. It's close. In fact, our next episode will be, we'll have some real games to talk about. We will. We will. Hey, nice. That wasn't planned, by the way, the we will synchronization. Nope, it was not. But anyway, I want to get this out. I was watching a little movie called X-Men Apocalypse the other day. Nice. And spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Which I better ask you. you have you seen? You've, I'm sure you've seen this movie. Yes, I have. Yes. So it's the end. It's uh, 
Professor Xavier is talking to Jean Grey. Apocalypse is coming down on them all. Magneto is trying to take care of them. It's not really going so well. Beast has been knocked down. Um, Cyclops, Scott Summers has been, you know, sucked into the wall there. So things are not looking good for the X-Men. Um, Marina McTaggart, she doesn't know what to do. She's just a human, you know, um, <laughs> Nightcrawler's just staying in there or I don't, I, I actually, I, I, I don't know what Nightcrawler's up to anyway. I was watching this and I got this thought very proud of this thought and professor X was talking to Jean gray about her power. Let go. Unleash your power. We all know Jean gray is, uh, this is a young Jean gray too. Um, and it, I think it's apropos because the, uh, dark Phoenix movie, just Jean gray is coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jean is struggling with her power and having nightmares. And though she says it's reality, so Professor X is trying to, you know, teach her how to use her power. And they need her. They need her to stop Apocalypse in that moment. She says, let go. Unleash your power. Jean, no fear. Unleash your power. Let go, Jean. Jean, let go. And I'm thinking, man, that is a perfect, perfect metaphor for our boy, John Gray. And is it coincidence that John Gray and Jean Gray sound very similar to one another? I think not. So I, I implore all you Rocky fans, all you John Gray fans. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you. This is just a suggestion, but this season I'm going to be thinking of the gray wolf as the dark wolf this summer. Boom. Ride the spirit of the dark wolf, Johnny. Let go. Unleash your power, my man. No fear. Man, that's good. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the dark wolf to show his fangs. Wait, are they fangs? Show his canines. Fire fangs, fire canines, fire nines. Yeah, the time is now for John. This is John's, this is his, uh, this is it. He's had his ups, he's had his downs. He's no longer, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to hold the whole weight of the franchise and everything on his shoulders. You got, you got Herman and you got uh, Kyle. Fuck, you got Chad. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I am too. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, well. Um, before I, uh, tell you guys what's coming next, are you, you people, everyone, before I tell everyone what's coming next, you listeners, uh, and our fans of the Rockaroo, I just want to make mention of one thing. And in case you were sleeping and I'm certain you were, the MLB season has officially started. (laughs) What a, and that happened on, uh, Wednesday at 3 a.m. in the morning. The Seattle Mariners and Athletics, Oakland Athletics, played a nine-inning game 
where the Mariners won 9-7. And then they played a second one that went 12 innings, and the Mariners won 5-4. So welcome to the MLB season. It's been gone. Dang it, I screwed up the be gone. Do it again. Anyways. <laughs> welcome to the MLB season. It's began. Begun. I can't do it now. Well, that was that a joke? Do you want me to leave that one in? I don't know if you were going for a joke there or not. <laughs> I was. Oh. Uh, anyways, I just uh, am a little disappointed in the MLB and the promotion of that and how that all went down. And, I'm, man, I'm glad because I feel the same way. It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. I understand. Okay, you want to promote the game nationally, but you're just alienating <laughs> Everyone in the United States. Like what? And it was a two games and it was a week ago. Right? Yeah. It was last Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Man, I Wednesday, Thursday, yep. And then uh on Friday the A's and Mariners come back and finish out their spring training. Really? Uh, no. Yeah. They played oh yeah. They played spring training games after that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is yeah, so the Manfred sucks, dude. I'm just gonna say it. I, there's pretty much zero yeah. decisions that he has made that I've liked. Yeah, so the Mariners and Angels played a spring training game on Friday. Mm hmm. So, Ridiculous. uh, they set their rosters early, but I mean, geez, what. That's it's dumb. I get it, and I, I like the fact that you play, play some games in Japan. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Ichiro officially retired as well uh, after playing two games this season, um, which is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. That whole thing yeah. is pretty awesome. But, like, there's got to be a better way to do that, right? You think All-Star break around that? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I get yeah. the time thing, and the, but, yeah. It, ugh. it is It is embarrassing, I think. I think it's, I mean, everyone's going to assume that Thursday's official opening day, but it's just not. It's not. So it's just really, really disappointing. So get it together, Manfred. Nobody like that. True, like very few baseball fans even know that it yeah. happened. Right now, as we sit today, I'll, I'll bet if you're not, you know, a Mariners or an Athletics fan or a major baseball fan, like a big-time baseball fan, uh, I'll bet you don't even know that two games have already been played and that there's an official record out there, you know? there's and oh, yeah, Let's look at stats. Yeah. So who's who's leading the league in batting average? Oh, it's uh, Tim Beckham. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's that's cool. And right behind him is Marcus Simeon and then Ryan Healy, D. Gordon, Chad Pinder. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, and how do you feel about even throw that out the window, but this whole, it started it last year, starting this season earlier on before, I mean, we got March Madness going on, which, speaking of, there's this brilliant, absolutely brilliant bracket out there and it compares or it match it matches up Harry Potter characters to the the teams in the NCAA tournament so it takes the um as a matter of fact the halftime snack remember me telling you about that last episode oh yeah yeah 
I do. Yeah, it's on the halftime snack. It's it's if you're a Harry Potter fan and like the college basketball tournament, obviously if you're not a Harry Potter fan, it's probably not going to do much for you, but uh, I implore you to check it out. It's very cool. It matches up the top 68 Harry Potter characters with the 68 um, basketball teams. I've never had so much fun with the NCAA basketball tournament in my life. But anyway, where I was going with that, they so the tournament, the champion, the final four will be this week. No. Yeah, the Elite Eight and the final four. No. Yeah. Because the, they got to do Sweet 16. Anyway, yeah. the, ma- the main Major League Baseball season is going to be begin before that tournament is over. And I remember Manfred being on the TV last season talking about, oh, yeah, we wanted this to be an event and this and that. And then you'd opening on Wednesday and Thursday afternoons. If you want to make an event, do it on Friday when people can take a three-day weekend, something like that. Yeah. Like, Get your head out of your ass, dude. I don't like they have the team. I'm sure they have rooms of people coming up with this shit that get paid to do it. And this is what they're bringing to us. Garbage. It's just trash. But anyways, uh, the, the season has begun. Is that (laughs) cue music? (laughs) music well not so, give, we got preview right so, do you have a preview for us yeah we, yes yeah we do have a preview I've been waiting all got winter for this all right so here it comes here's what's coming up for the colorado rockies thursday march 28th the season for your colorado rockies will start and that's gonna be our main man one dot going against the Marlins, the Miami, Miami Marlins, and Jose Urena. He's their starting guy. Who's that? Well, he had a pretty decent year, but one dot's going to show him what's what. After that, we have the Rockies going against the Marlins again. 6-10, sorry, 5-10 Mountain Time. No announced starter for the Rockies, but we're going to assume that it's going to be Herman. Marquez taking down a dude by the name of Trevor Richards in the second of a three-game set. Oh, not a three-game set. I'm going to do it right. A four-game set with the Marlins. And Trent, Trevor, I almost called him Trent. Trevor, who gives a crap, Richards, is going for the Marlins on Friday. Enter the Saturday game. Still a to-be-determined pitcher for the Rockies. I'll bet it's going to be Anderson, but it could be Dark Wolf. We don't know. Either way, it's going to be awesome. He's going against a guy named Lopez. Oh, and the Miami Marlins have new logo. Again, you never know what you get out of those guys. That's Sunday, or Saturday, sorry. And then the last game of that four-game set, not three but four, is going to be on Sunday. And we're going to see a to-be-determined pitcher for the Rockies. That's definitely going to be either Dark Wolf or Anderson. He's going to be going against Alcantara for the Miami Marlins, and I'm hoping that we start the season out right, and we're talking about our first Broom Broom episode of Season 2. Go Rockies! Go Rockies!
that is a perfect, perfect metaphor. I'll say that again because I fucked it up. <laughs> that is a perfect, perfect metaphor for our boy, John Gray. <laughs>